Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Smartphone Spellbook by P.T. Writes Chapter 01 Ethan groaned. He had been sat in the library for hours, studying for his final exam which was in three days. He reached up and stretched, feeling something crack in his back as the pressure that had built up over the last few hours was relieved. He looked around, he was alone. Everyone else had gone home, except a few students scattered through the various rooms of the library, all studying for one exam or another. Ethan stood up, gathering the scattered textbooks he had been studying into a neat pile he could carry. He hefted his bag onto his shoulder and picked up the books, making his way towards the returns desk. As he moved through the old wooden tables, he kicked something. He assumed it would be a book, carelessly dropped and forgotten about. Looking down revealed it was actually a phone, some make and model he had never seen before. Carefully he set down his pile of books and picked up the phone. Turning it over in his hands he looked around but couldn't see anyone nearby it could belong to. He shoved it in his pocket and picked his books back up taking them to the returns desk. A young woman smiled at him as he set the stack down in front of her. Late night, big exam? She asked, her blue eyes shining despite the late hour. Yeah, final one and I don't feel prepared at all, Ethan replied with a sigh. Don't worry, everyone feels like that. I've seen hundreds of students who all have said the same and then went on to pass with flying colors. You'll do fine. She reassured him with a smile. Ethan appreciated it. He had spent the last week stressing over this single exam. Three years studying economics, and it all gained down to this one exam. Thanks, he said with a yawn. No problem. Now let me take care of these books and you get home and get some rest. You'll not learn anything if you're too tired to concentrate. The woman smiled again. She was very beautiful, but looked like a typical librarian. Black curly hair tied in a bun, large framed glasses and a big thick jumper that hid whatever body she had underneath. You're right, good night. Ethan smiled wearily, turning to leave. He suddenly stopped when he remembered the phone in his pocket. Fishing it out he turned and placed it on the desk. I found this on the floor. Can I leave it with you to see if anyone claims it? Sure, that's very good of you. Although if it doesn't get claimed, it'll just get thrown away. So come back in a week. If it's still here you can have it. Oh, cool. All right, I'll check back. Ethan made his way home and crashed into bed. The next three days were a boring routine of studying, sleeping, eating and stressing until the final exam took place. Thankfully it seemed the studying paid off as the exam seemed rather easy once he finally sat it. He wouldn't find the results out for another couple of months though. A week after he had dropped the phone at the desk, Ethan was sat at home relaxing. For the first time in three years, he had no responsibilities. Sure he now needed to find a job, but that could wait. He had earned a break. He remembered the phone and figured he may as well go and see if anyone had collected it. He had spent four days sat at home either sleeping, 
watching TV or playing on his computer. A walk to the library would probably do him some good. He arrived at the library at mid-afternoon and made his way to the desk. Instead of the woman, a man was behind it, a student helping out for some extra credit if Ethan had to guess. From the look of his eyes, he was extremely stoned. Ethan inquired about the phone and the guy looked under the desk. He pulled out a box of various lost items and found the phone inside. Without even asking any questions, he handed the phone to Ethan. When he arrived home he tried to turn the phone on with no success. It seemed the battery was dead. He looked for the charging port but couldn't find it. In fact, the phone had no sockets of any kind at all. Ethan assumed it must charge wirelessly, but it still seemed odd it had no socket for headphones. While he knew some manufacturers had done away with the headphone jack, every phone he had seen still had a way to plug in headphones. Putting the phone down on his desk, he hopped on his computer and tried to search for it online, but came up empty. He was hoping he could find what it was and maybe get a charger for it. After a bit more fruitless searching, Ethan was growing frustrated. Thankfully a large crash from downstairs provided a welcome distraction. Making his way downstairs, he found his stepmother Anna sweeping up shards of a broken plate. He watched from the doorway for a moment. He and Anna had a good relationship. After his father died, she hadn't even thought twice about raising him alone despite having a daughter of her own to worry about. Looking at her now, he felt a little sad. The stress of losing her husband and raising two children alone had taken its toll. He had first met her when he was eight years old. At the time, he hadn't appreciated just how attractive she was. With long black hair, a slim figure and a smile that could disarm the most ice-hearted person, she was truly beautiful. Now though, despite being only forty-one, her hair had faded and begun to gray, she had gained weight and her face was wrinkled and tired. Need a hand? Ethan asked. Oh no, I've got it. I was just a bit clumsy is all, Anna replied in a cheerful tone. That was her biggest problem, she never let anyone help and took on everything herself. Making dinner? Ethan asked, eyeing the ingredients laid out on the countertop. Mince, tomatoes, garlic and a whole host of other ingredients covered the marble countertops, which could only mean she was making bolognese, one of Ethan's favorites. Yeah, you hungry? She replied. Always. Tell you what, you finish clearing that up and I'll start cooking. Ethan smiled, moving and starting to prepare the food before Anna had a chance to argue. She finished cleaning and together they cooked dinner, just in time for Ruby to appear. She was Ethan's stepsister and probably his least liked person on the planet. They had got on as children and in their early teens, being only a year difference in age, they did a lot of the same things at similar times. But as they grew through their teens, and mostly when Ruby hit puberty, things had changed. She was no longer the awkward, scrawny, red-headed girl. Instead she had grown in a very attractive woman and God did she know it. Along with the confidence she had gained from being good-looking, she had become quite egotistical and frankly, a massive bitch. It didn't help she had recently gained a following on social media, just for posting pictures of herself, which fueled her I'm better than you attitude. What's for dinner? She asked Anna cheerily. Her mother was the only person she was still sweet and kind to. Spaghetti Ethan helped me cook, Anna replied. Oh, great. Probably going to get food poisoning, Ruby groaned. Hey, be nice. At least he actually helps me cook, Anna countered. Ruby pulled a face. I've got far more important things to be doing, Ruby replied. Like whoring yourself out on the internet, Ethan chimed in. Ruby's face flushed with anger. I'm actually building a following. I can make it into a business. Ruby snapped back. Now now you too behave, 
Anna intervened. She served up dinner, and they ate in relative silence. Ruby quickly excused herself as soon as she was done, not even offering to help do the dishes. Ethan cleared the table and washed up, shooing Anna away who was insistent on trying to help. He finished up and returned to his room. Settling down in front of his computer, he heard Ruby head into the bathroom and the shower start running. Despite the fact she was a huge bitch, he wasn't so petty as to deny she was attractive. His mind started to wander as he pictured her in the shower. She had a slim, toned body. Something she was very proud of and kept in shape with lots of home workouts and yoga. Her only real flaw was she was quite flat-chested, which Ethan didn't really think of as a flaw, but she did. He knew it was a sore spot for her, and he had once had to dodge a book being throwing at his head when he had pointed it out to her in the heat of an argument. He chuckled as he remembered that. Thinking of Ruby in the shower had caused him to become semi-erect. He opened up a private browser and loaded up some porn. He had the rest of the evening and nothing to do. Why not watch porn and masturbate? He browsed through a few videos until he found one he liked the look of. It was a typical porno, some blonde bimbo pretending to be a student begging they'd do anything for extra credit. Within moments she was on her knees, her teacher's cock shoved down her throat as saliva dribbled down her chin, and her eyes bulged from lack of oxygen. Ethan watched and stroked his cock as she began to get roughly fucked in the ass. Just as she shuddered in orgasm, Ethan groaned and blew his load over his stomach. With the deed done, he closed the window, cleaned himself off and picked up the phone again which he had left on his desk. He had tried the power button multiple times, but for some reason he felt compelled to try again. To his surprise, the screen lit up. After a moment, two words appeared on the screen. Hello, Ethan. Chapter 02 Ethan looked at the phone. It was kind of strange seeing it greeting him, but he just assumed it was some large coincidence, and the original owner of the phone shared his name. It finished loading up to a black screen with a single icon on it of a book. He assumed it was the contacts, and clicked it open. Instead of opening a contact list though, it just had another message. Finally. Finally? What did that mean? You're probably a little confused. My name is Vex and this isn't a phone you are holding, it's a spell book. A spell book? Ethan muttered. Yes, that is what I said. The fuck? Can this thing hear me? Yes it can and this thing has a name, Vex. Vex? Is this some kind of prank? Who is this? Ethan asked, assuming someone was listening in and typing in responses to what he was saying. This isn't a prank, my name is Vex. I am a demon and I'm trapped inside this spell book. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, Vex. Ethan replied mockingly. Fine, will this prove it? Ethan jumped as the phone began to shake. He dropped it to the ground and watched as it began to grow. Its shape changed as it morphed from a plastic and glass phone into a leather-bound book with paper pages. Ethan leapt from his chair and backed away. After a short moment, the book morphed back into a phone. Ethan stood there, his heart racing and breathing hard. This wasn't a prank. What he just witnessed wasn't physically possible. He could see from a distance, a message on the screen. After a few moments gathering his courage, he moved back over to the phone. See? What? What the fuck? Short version. Magic is real, demons are real, some are evil, I am not. You're. You're really a demon? Ethan stuttered, reaching out with a shaking hand and picking up the phone. Yes, a demon of lust. I derived my powers from sexual acts. That's why the spell book only activated after you masturbated. Before that, 
I had too little power to communicate. Hold on, you knew I masturbated? Ethan asked, suddenly slightly embarrassed. Yes, that's how I had the energy to finally communicate with you. Sexual acts create power for a demon like me. I can use that power to communicate through the spell that's trapping me in this book. Why does the book turn into a phone? Ethan asked, suddenly more curious than scared. Centuries ago, I was trapped by a mage, bound into a spell book and hidden away. After almost two hundred years, I began to learn how to manipulate the book, control its contents. It provided me a way to communicate. I've made deals with many people, teaching them magic in exchange for trying to free me. My last apprentice died over seventy years ago. Since then, I've been in that library, but no one has any interest in taking me as I had run out of power, so all they saw was an old blank book. Right, I get that. It doesn't explain the phone, though. I'm getting to that. I sat dormant for years, coming up with a plan. A couple of days ago, a couple decided to have some fun in the aisle where I had been shelved. I managed to gather enough power to enact my plan. Manipulate the book into something more modern people would be interested in and hope someone finds me. So, I turned the book into a phone and used the remaining power I had to push myself off the shelf. Luckily, you found me not long after. Wow. That's unbelievable. You're currently having a conversation with a phone that used to be a book. I think unbelievable has passed. Fair point. So what do you want from me? To offer you the same deal as I offered everyone else. I teach you magic and in exchange, you try to get me enough power to break out of this book. And you get power by being near people having sex or committing sexual acts? Bingo. So, magic and lots of sex sound good? Sure, fuck it, why not? Ethan replied, surprising himself with how easily he just agreed to work with a demon and learn magic. Although when he thought about it, not many people would turn down the opportunity to learn magic. Good, we have a deal then. Don't we need to make a contract or something like that? You mean some old piece of paper you sign with a piece of blood? Nah, we don't do that anymore. A verbal agreement is good enough. So how do I start? Unfortunately, in the act of manipulating the book, I have become merged with the spells it contained. I can only display them with enough power, and just communicating with you is using what little I gain from you. So what do I do? Masturbating again should be sufficient. Ethan sighed. Some guys could masturbate multiple times in quick succession. He was not one of those guys. He needed a little while before he could go again. So he got up and went downstairs. He found Anna sitting in the living room watching TV with a glass of wine. Retrieving a glass from the kitchen he joined her on the sofa. He wasn't really interested in the show, or the small talk they were making, but he needed something to take his mind of everything. Despite how calm he had been talking to Vex, it was now dawning on him what had actually just happened. It was a lot to process, and the crappy TV was a welcome distraction. Eventually Anna went up to bed, leaving Ethan alone with his thoughts. He had decided to go along with Vex for now. The chance of learning magic was too good to pass up. Vex was still a demon though. He was struggling to comprehend that part, but he knew he had to be careful. Returning to his room he picked up the phone as he undressed and got into bed. He didn't even look at the phone, just placed it on the bed next to him as he grabbed his real phone and loaded up some porn. It was strange masturbating knowing someone, or rather something, was right next to him knowing he was doing it. He tried to put that out of his mind and focus on getting the deed done. After cleaning up, he picked up the phone. Instead of a message from Vex, it showed a lot of text. It described how to make something called a spell bowl. It required a few ingredients, but they all seemed easy enough to collect. 
apparently a spell bowl was the basis of all magic. It would turn normal items that when combined in a normal bowl would do nothing and infuse them with magical power. The next morning he set out early to find what he needed. Back centuries ago, he could imagine the ingredients would be hard to find, but in modern life it was easy. He got a copper bowl, clay, a candle and quartz gemstones from a hobby shop. Sage was easy to find in the supermarket, and he got a silver knife from the drawer in the kitchen. Taking his supplies to his room, he set to work. The first task was covering the underside of the bowl with a thin layer of clay. Next he had to make a circle of gemstones around the base of the bowl, with a line going up the sides to the rim, dividing it into quarters. The tricky part came next, carving runes into the clay, a different set for each quarter, using the silver knife. Once that was done, he carefully turned the bowl over and set the candle inside. Lighting it, he let it burn until the wax began to pool in the bowl. Finally, all that was left was the sage. It simply said burn the sage on the candle, he had done everything right it should work, but if he had got even one of the runes slightly wrong, it would fail. With shaking hands he touched the bundle of sage to the flame. He watched as it caught fire, except instead of burning orange as expected, it burned purple. Suddenly the purple glow shot down the flame and along the candle down into the bowl. The runes on the sides began to glow as the clay hardened before Ethan's eyes. It only lasted a few seconds before everything faded and the candle extinguished itself. I guess it worked, he muttered. Excellent. I have enough power to show you one more spell. It can be the first for you to try. The phone showed a new page, one for a spell that was simply called Spy. It required a few simple items to create what was called a focus. These apparently were the basics of spells themselves. They could be used over and over again making recasting spells much simpler than they would otherwise be. The first required a circular piece of copper, which was easy enough to get hold of. Next a hole needed to be punched into the middle, then a piece of string fed through the hole and wrapped around the copper, dividing it into five. A different run then had to be carved into each section of the copper. Ethan looked at the creation, it looked crude, but he was confident he had done it correctly. All that was left was to place it in the bowl underneath a candle and light the candle. Then to activate it, he simply had to burn a piece of hair belonging to the person he wanted to see. That was easy enough, he shared a bathroom with Ruby and her stuff was everywhere, including a hairbrush. Although the drain was also always full of her hair, but that was kind of gross so he went with stealing some from the brush. It was mid-afternoon by the time he had everything ready. Ruby was in her room and Anna was out at her Saturday yoga class. Ethan's heart was racing as he lit the candle. If this worked, he could spy on anyone. Well, anyone he could get a piece of hair from. He had been tempted to wait until the evening when Ruby went for a shower, finally a chance to see her naked, but he was too excited to try out the spell to wait. He touched a strand of her red hair to the flame and watched. The flame suddenly snuffed out, and the surface of the bowl shimmered as if it was full of water. The shimmer began to take a shape. It was Ruby. He could see her in her room, laid on her bed watching TV. He couldn't hear anything only see but it was like an invisible camera floating above her. A huge grin broke out across Ethan's face. It worked. It had really worked out he was almost too excited to notice what Ruby was doing. She was wearing a simple vest top and shorts. She had an amazing pair of legs and loved to show them off whenever she could, so what she was wearing wasn't a surprise. What was a surprise was that she had reached down and unzipped the front of the shorts. Ethan watched in amazement as she slipped a hand into the front of her shorts and down into her panties. He watched as she brought her knees up and spread her legs as her hand began to move in her panties while the other gripped at the her bed sheets. Realizing he was painfully erect, 
Ethan freed his own cock and began to stroke it while watching his stepsister masturbate. He had been too excited just learning magic was real to think what he could do with it, but now he had an idea. For years Ruby had treated him like shit, now he had the ability to change that. He didn't know what spells were in the book, but if Vex was a demon of lust, he was sure there would be some that would help him achieve his new goal of making Ruby his sex slave. The idea of her on her knees servicing him whenever he wanted was enough to push him over the edge, and he blew his load over the image of his stepsister, his come landing in the bowl and breaking the spell. He grinned, now he just needed to figure out how to make his dream a reality. Chapter 03 Ethan spent most of the night talking with Vex, who had enough power from his masturbatory activities to reveal another spell. He had laid out his plan to Vex, who said what he wanted was indeed possible, but would take patience. While there were extremely powerful spells in the book, the more powerful it was, the more it taxed the caster. She had explained that humans did indeed have souls. It was through the soul that the energy required for spells was channeled. The spell bowl took that energy and fused it with the ingredients within. Casting a spell and moving energy through a soul was taxing though, and if too much was done without being ready for it, it would destroy the person's soul and leave them nothing but an empty husk incapable of even basic thought. That did not sound like something Ethan wanted to experience. So he had to be patient. Each time he cast a spell, his soul would grow accustomed to the flow of energy. The more he cast, the more his soul would be able to withstand. She had likened it to leveling up in a video game, something Ethan knew about well. Vex had also explained that was how she gained her power. When someone did something sexual, it produced a flare inside of human souls, which she could siphon off for her own reserves of power. As interesting as he found that, he was more interested in his own power. He had asked if there was any spell that could let him control Ruby, which there was. Unfortunately, he was far from being powerful enough to cast it. Instead, she had shown him a spell called Shaded Perception. What is that? It allows the caster to make people not notice something. This is the weaker version of the spell, so you can't make someone not notice they're missing a limb for example, but I have a feeling you'll find a use for it. Ethan read through the spell. It described how to cast it and how it worked. It did just what Vex said. He could write something on a piece of paper, and anyone within the spell's vicinity would be influenced by whatever he wrote. He pondered for a while what he could write. From the look of the spell, once the focus was created, the paper could be changed at any time, so he wasn't locked into whatever choice he made. The focus required a branch cut to exactly 22 centimeters long that could be bent into a circle. Quartz gemstones then needed to be adhered in two centimeter spaces. The spell didn't say what they must be adhered with, so Ethan just used superglue hoping that would be alright, but unsure as it wouldn't have been available when the spell was created. Finally, the focus must be activated by running the circle anti-clockwise over the flame, bathing each part of the wood. That seems simple enough, Ethan commented as he finished the focus. This is just a minor version, the more powerful version of that spell requires much more preparation. Ethan ran the wood through the flame, noticing a slight purple glow appearing in the quartz, which he took to mean it had worked. He placed the wooded circle down on his desk and pondered what to write inside. He had a few ideas and ran them past Vex. She shot them all down saying they would require the stronger version of the spell. With this one, if he wrote anything that went too strongly against what someone knew should or shouldn't be happening, it would have no effect. So he couldn't make Ruby not notice him groping her for example. Eventually, he did come up with something that Vex believed may work. He grabbed a piece of paper and wrote not wearing clothes at home and placed it in the circle. 
The purple glow in the gemstone grew slightly as he set the paper down. According to Vex, the spell should reach far enough to affect Ruby anywhere in the house. The spell was designed to make people not notice something, so he hoped it would mean Ruby wouldn't notice she wasn't wearing clothing while at home. It got him no closer to controlling her, but he would at least get to see her naked. The way Vex described it, it wouldn't make her just get undressed, but rather make her sort of forget she needed to get dressed. Which meant waiting. The day went slowly as Ethan played games, waiting for Ruby to get undressed and leave her room. Finally as evening arrived he heard her go for a shower. This was perfect, if the spell worked, she would shower then simply not bother dressing again afterwards. He waited as she showered, he was tempted to wait outside the bathroom, but that was creepy. Which he didn't really mind, he didn't care what Ruby thought about him, not anymore as it wouldn't matter once he had her under his control, but there was one other downside to the spell. If someone pointed out or made the person notice the thing they weren't meant to not be noticing, the spell would be broke, at least temporarily. So he waited in his room. He also had to ignore the temptation of using the spy spell. That would get him see her naked while she was showering, but that didn't feel right. He wanted the first time he saw her naked to be in person, not through some spell like he was just seeing a woman on a TV. Finally he heard the shower stop and his heart jumped. It was time. Ruby always went downstairs after a shower. She kept a lotion of some kind in the fridge. Apparently it worked better if it was cold. Which had always baffled Ethan but right now it worked in his favor. As he heard her feet on the stairs, he set off after her dot he reached the bottom of the stairs. Ruby was in the kitchen. He took a breath to calm himself and walked in casually. He paused in the doorway, confused. Ruby was wearing her underwear. That wasn't right. If the spell worked, she should be naked. If it hadn't, she definitely wouldn't be wandering around in her underwear. It took a moment, but Ethan realized something Vex had said. This spell couldn't make someone go against their base instincts. In this case, being naked around the house was something Ruby knew wasn't right. Her underwear, though, well it seemed that wasn't an issue. Ethan smiled. Even if it hadn't gone the way he had planned, he wasn't going to complain. He looked at her long-toned legs. All her exercising kept them well-defined. Her ass was as equally toned, round and firm and barely covered by the plain white panties she was wearing. Her hips gave way a thin waist and flat stomach with the slightest hint of abs. He knew Ruby liked to be toned, but actual muscles were four dykes and lesbians according to her. The fact one of those words was just a derogatory term for the other didn't ever occur to her. He looked at her chest, just two small bumps inside a white bra. Ruby's weak spot, the one part of her body she hated about herself. While Ethan preferred larger breasts, he had to admit hers were cute. Not that he would ever tell her that. Not only would she kill him for talking about her breasts— but he didn't want to increase her ego. Insulting her tits was the one easy way he had to piss her off. Ruby hadn't noticed him and turned to the fridge, leaning over to grab the lotion at the back. Ethan felt his cock swell as he watched her tight ass, the image of him burying his cock deep inside it flashing in his mind. Before Ruby could notice him staring or the bulge in his pants, he retreated back to his room. It was the first time he had seen her in her underwear. He had seen her in bikinis before on holiday but this seemed different. Underwear was more personal, more intimate. Closing his door, he quickly freed his cock and fell onto his bed. The image of Ruby's ass in his mind, he stroked himself quickly, picturing all the things he'd like to do to that ass. It didn't take long before he groaned and emptied his load onto himself. Spurt after spurt launched from his cock as he had the most powerful orgasm he had experienced in a long time. Wow, that's so much better. Ethan froze as the strange voice filled his room. 
he didn't recognize it. Some stranger had just entered his room as he was laid there covered in his own cum. With his cheeks burning red, he slowly looked over. The room was empty. Who's there? He asked the empty room. Me, obviously. Who else would it be? Ethan's eyes snapped to the phone on his desk. Had Vex just spoken? Vex? Yes? You can talk? I can now. Ah, isn't technology fantastic? A book doesn't have speakers. Thankfully, this phone does. Ethan quickly cleaned himself off and went over to the phone. Picking it up, he noticed it was on the home screen. Only this time, instead of a black background, there was now the upper half of what he assumed was a female demon. She looked surprisingly like a normal woman, if normal women had horns and purple skin, but she was incredibly beautiful and had extremely large breasts with puffy purple nipples. Surprisingly, that wasn't what really caught his attention though. It was that she was moving and looking right at him. Chapter 04 Vex? Ethan asked again. The demonic face smiled at him. In the... Well, you know what I mean. Have you been able to talk this whole time? Nope, not until just now. Just doing this is using up some power. But with that orgasm you just had and the power I got from it, I couldn't resist trying it out. Why didn't you try before? I didn't want to risk running completely out of power. That orgasm you just had though, that had some juice behind it. Someone must have been excited. You see, the more powerful an orgasm, the more power it generates. Still, it was only a solo session. Two souls in close proximity create far more power than if they were separate, but that was still impressive. And showing your face? That's an old one. I could do that with a book. Only still images, though. Phones are much more versatile. I can't keep this up for long, though. This uses a lot of power. But I thought you might like to see who you've been talking to. It is weirdly reassuring actually now that you mention it. Good, then now that's enough for now. The image vanished and the screen returned to black. Vex? Still here, just saving power. Ethan yawned. She wasn't the only one that needed energy. He collapsed onto his bed and fell asleep. Waking up the next morning, he made his way downstairs to get breakfast. To his surprise, he found Anna stood in the kitchen cooking in just her underwear. The spell. He had been so focused on it affecting Ruby, he hadn't even considered it would affect Anna too. He looked at her. She wasn't the most attractive woman anymore, not like when she was younger, but she still looked good. If she put a bit more effort into keeping in shape and hid her wrinkles with some makeup, she'd still be far ahead of most women her age. Ethan wondered if there was anything he could do to help her with that. She had taken such good care of him. He felt now he had magic the least he could do was use it to do something nice for her. Forgetting about breakfast he went back upstairs. Vex, is there anything to make someone appear more attractive? I'm a demon of lust, what do you think? She replied sarcastically. I want to do something nice for Anna. Bring back her natural beauty. What can do that? Hmm. Well, there's a few spells, but they're a bit out of your power. You could try a potion instead? A potion? They're real too? Yep. I have just the one. It's called the illusion of youth. Does exactly what it sounds like. It gives someone a youthful appearance, but doesn't actually change their age. You need much stronger spells for that. Wait, I could learn to change someone's age? Of course, although it's risky and you can't make yourself live forever if that's what you are thinking. Oh, well that's not as exciting then. Vex showed Ethan the potion he would need. It was full of ingredients, which again back when it was written would have been hard to get, but now it just required a trip to the supermarket. Except one or two, which he could get from his garden such as leaves from a young tree.
He mixed the ingredients up as instructed and created the potion. It smelled like grass and earth. Now he just needed to figure out how to get Anna to drink it. He sniffed it. It reminded him of the weird health drinks Anna always had after yoga. It was about the only healthy thing she did. According to Vex, the amount he had made would make her appear around 15 years younger. Ethan had complained people would notice if she suddenly looked in her mid-twenties again, but Vex had assured him the potion would make sure no one even questioned it. He went downstairs and went to the fridge. He opened one of the bottles of Anna's drink and poured some down the sink and refilled it with the potion. Now all he had to do was wait for Anna to come back from yoga. He retreated to his room and waited. When he went for dinner that evening, he was amazed by what he saw. Not only were Ruby and Anna both sat at the table in their underwear, but Anna looked fantastic. The potion had worked, her hair was dark and full of volume, her face was young and smooth, not a wrinkle in sight and her body, it was unreal. She was as thin and toned as Ruby, but with larger breasts that had regained their perkiness. It took all his willpower not to get an erection as he sat down at the table. Anna and Ruby made small talk as they ate, either even commenting on the other being in their underwear or one of them suddenly looking so much younger. Ethan tried to keep his eyes to himself, but he couldn't stop glancing at Anna's tits. They were mesmerizing and barely contained in the small black bra she was wearing. He quickly finished his dinner and escaped to his room before Anna asked him to help clean up and noticed his erection. As soon as he got to his room his cock was free and he began stroking it leaning against his door. He had anticipated this, he had wanted to do something nice for Anna and now he wanted to fuck her. He spent the new week or so unlocking spells and coming up with new ideas of how to use each one. Vex had helped him pick and choose which spells would help him achieve his goals. He still needed far more power if he were to unlock the spells that would allow him to control Ruby, but that was alright for now. In the meantime, he had been devising a way to fuck Anna. According to Vex, that would be much easier than trying to totally dominate someone's mind and body. Using the spy spell, he had found Anna was incredibly boring. He'd watched her do yoga and even spied on her in the shower. Sure, he had been excited to see her naked. Her new younger body was exceptionally hot, but she hadn't done anything particularly interesting. As far as he could tell, she never masturbated or did anything remotely sexual. Vex had offered a solution to that. It was another spell much like the one that was currently making them walk around in their underwear, something Ethan was enjoying immensely. Except this was one of Vex's own creations. It would increase the arousal of anyone within the house, except the person that cast it. She explained while it wasn't much of a problem with this spell, stronger ones needed to leave the caster unaffected or else they'd become overcome with lust and be unable to think, usually causing them to die by starvation. He activated the spell just before dinner, he wanted to see the results. As he went downstairs he didn't notice much difference, the two women were sat talking and waiting for him as usual. As he ate though, he noticed they both seemed slightly distracted shuffling slightly in their seats. As soon as they were done, they both excused themselves from the table, Anna asking Ethan to tidy up before quickly leaving the room. He cleaned up as fast as he could and ran upstairs. He activated the spy spell with a strand of Anna's hair he had retrieved from her bathroom. The image appeared in front of him, showing Anna laid on her bed with her hand how hair panties and her breasts pulled free from her bra as her other hand tweaked her nipple. It was one of the hottest sights Ethan had seen, his usually innocent, and friendly stepmother rubbing her clit with a desperate look of need on her face. Part of him wanted to go in there right now and fuck her brains out, but Vex reminded him that wouldn't be a good idea. While the spell increased her arousal, it did nothing to change her feelings about fucking her stepson. She did point out however this may be a good opportunity, 
but first he had to check on Ruby. He ended the spell and restarted it with Ruby's hair. She was on her own bed, her panties discarded and her legs spread wide as she fucked herself with a bright pink dildo. Ethan hadn't seen that before, he didn't even know she owned it. He watched as she plunged the toy in and out of her soaked cunt while rubbing her clit with her free hand. He was tempted to stay and watch, but Vex reminded him he had another goal. Sneaking quietly along the corridor, Ethan stood outside Anna's bedroom door. He could hear quiet moans coming from inside and his cock grew even harder. With his heart racing, he placed Vex on the floor by the door and fished his cock out of his pants. He began to stroke it, listening to Anna moaning inside, timing his strokes with the sounds of her pleasure. The sounds of her moaning grew. Ethan wished he could have brought the bull with him so he could watch her as she brought herself closer and closer to orgasm. Instead he pictured her, imagining her on her bed with her fingers buried deep inside her wet twat. As he heard her moans becoming more frequent, he sped up, timing his orgasm with hers. He heard her squeak and obviously suppress a loud moan as she came and he stroked himself quickly, blowing his load into a t-shirt. He took a moment to catch his breath before hearing a thump from inside her room. Quickly and quietly he returned to his room and closed the door. He glanced over just in time to see Ruby shuddering in orgasm, her legs slamming together and trapping her hand between them and keeping the dildo inside her as she trembled in pleasure. It was enough to make his softening cock twitch in arousal. He watched her for a few moments until she relaxed and began to get up and he killed the spell. That's much better. Vex purred from inside the phone. Did it work? Ethan asked. Yes, you were close enough for your souls to interact. It wasn't a huge amount of power, but maybe five times more than if you were alone? Ethan smiled. Vex gaining power meant more spells for him to learn. He still wasn't sure if she really needed power to show him spells or whether that was just her excuse to make sure he collected her more and more power. Either way he didn't care, as long as it helped him. How about we try manipulating Anna's mind? Vex suggested. Chapter 05 Vex taught Ethan something called the potion of the open mind. According to her it was one of the earliest forms of mental manipulation developed, which meant it had limits, but also that it was fairly easy to make in comparison to stronger methods. Unfortunately it did require some ingredients that weren't so easy to get hold one, one in particular being the silver leaf of a plant called the cardoon. He had managed to track some down online but it would take a week to be delivered and so he had no choice but to wait. It wasn't a boring week though, he had noticed both Anna and Ruby now walked around the house with almost constant wet patches in the crotch of their panties and would disappear to their rooms at random times of day. He spent the week spying on each of them, watching them bring themselves to multiple orgasms. Anna had received a delivery in the week and quickly rushed up to her room with it. Ethan had watched as she had unpacked a brand new dildo and subsequently tested it out bringing herself to a body-shaking orgasm. Each time he saw her, Ethan wanted to fuck her more and more. Finally, the leaves arrived and he made the potion. From the writings Vex had showed him, the person who drank the potion would enter a suggestive state for thirty minutes, no more and no less. In that time, anything they heard would sink into their subconscious and influence their behavior. As with the perception spell, they couldn't be made to believe anything that would be against their core beliefs. So Ethan couldn't just tell Anna that she wanted to fuck him, she would reject that. Vex had instead suggested using multiple doses, each time changing her beliefs just a little bit, and then giving her time to adjust. She explained if he changed Anna's thoughts that way, she would be less likely to reject him. At worst, if he pushed too hard she would just leave the trance and forget anything she had heard, 
but it would waste a dose of the potion. He waited until Ruby had showered and retreated to her room for the evening before going to join Anna on the sofa. She was watching her crappy soap opera again, but Ethan didn't mind. He offered to get her a drink, and she agreed that would be nice, so he went to the kitchen. He two glasses of red wine and empty dose of the potion into one before returning to Anna and handing it to her. He sat down and watched her carefully from the corner of his eye as she drank the wine. It took a while, but she eventually finished the glass. After a few moments, her eyes seemed to glaze over and he knew it had taken effect. He hit a timer on his phone, giving him twenty-five minutes. The last thing he wanted was her waking up in the middle of him saying something he didn't want her remembering. Anna, can you hear me? he asked. Yes, she replied in a flat, emotionless voice. What do you think of me? he asked. Vex had also said an additional effect of the potion was that it acted as a truth serum while the person was in the trance state. I think you're a very nice young man. A little geeky and skinny, but I'm very proud of the man you've become, Anna replied. That answer made Ethan pause for a moment. Here Anna was saying how proud of the man he had become she was, while he was trying to manipulate her mind into wanting to fuck him. He almost stopped until his eyes roamed her scantily clad body and his cock swelled. Would you ever consider a sexual relationship with me? He asked. No, Anna replied. Do you think I'm attractive? No. Why not? You're my stepson. It would be wrong. What if I wasn't your stepson? No. Why not? You're not my type. Well, this wasn't going how Ethan had planned. He had at least hoped there would be some groundwork to start on. Now he had to start from scratch convince her that she was at least attracted to him so he could work up to wanting to fuck him. Vex had warned him how to word his commands. He couldn't just tell her that she found him attractive. That would break the trance. You've noticed Ethan more and more recently, that he's not longer a teenager, but a real man. No reaction. Good dot he continued these sessions each night for a week, repeating time and again key phrases and slowly increasing her attention to him and her loneliness. You've been noticing Ethan more and more. You're lonely, you need a man in your life. You have a man in your life, Ethan. Why go out and find a new man when you have one living under the same roof as you? Ethan might not be your usual type, but they have never worked out. Maybe it's time to try something new. You've been thinking more and more about Ethan, you've been wondering what he looks like naked. You want to see Ethan naked. He had been anxious about that last one. If it went against her thoughts too much, it would break the trance. To his surprise, she accepted it without question. He still had a few minutes until the trance ended so he decided to see if it had really worked. How do you feel about Ethan? He asked. I love him. He's my stepson. Not quite what he wanted to hear. He decided to try being more direct. Do you want to see Ethan naked? Yes. She didn't elaborate. He had found while in a trance she would only answer in basic responses unless he specified otherwise, but that was good enough. He had planted the seed. Now for the final push. You want to see Ethan naked? No, you need to see him naked and when you do, you'll find him extremely attractive. Again, no response. Ethan's alarm went off on his phone. He quickly sat back and unpaused the TV. He had noticed that while she would forget about being in a trance, she had started to notice some time as missing. He had managed to play it off as just her losing track of time but had paused the TV in hopes that if it carried on from where it was when she was in the trance, she wouldn't notice. Want some more wine? He asked as he noticed her come round. He had also found quickly distracting had made her notice something was off less. That'd be nice, Anna replied, smiling at him. 
He noticed her eyes quickly roam his body as he took her glass. He retrieved them both another glass and sat down. Once the show finished, he announced he was going to take a shower. He went upstairs into the bathroom, leaving the door slightly open before undressing and stepping into the hot water. From the shower he could see the door and the mirror behind the sink. After a few minutes, he saw exactly what he was hoping for. Peering into the gap in the door was Anna, watching him shower. He pretended not to notice, only watching from the corner of his eye. What he wasn't expecting was to see her slide her hand into her panties. She was masturbating right there in the hall while watching him shower. He couldn't believe it until he remembered the arousal spell. That combined with finding him incredibly attractive apparently had pushed her over the edge. His cock grew hard and he purposely turned to give her a good view. He couldn't help but look, staring straight at her, as she fingered herself while staring at his cock in the mirror. Ethan's heart was racing and almost stopped when she looked up and locked eyes with him. They both froze, he thought she would freak out and run away, but she didn't. Instead she did the one thing Ethan was not expecting, she entered the bathroom. Mind if I join you? She asked, her voice purring seductively. Ethan hadn't planned for this. Anna had always been his innocent stepmother, never doing anything quite this bold. Air. Sure? Ethan replied, all his confidence suddenly melting away as she advanced. Magic had made him confident, put him in control, manipulating things as he wanted. But suddenly he wasn't in control. She was and she looked at him like a predator staring at its prey. Move over. She smiled, advancing as she reached behind her and unclipped her brow. Her perky breasts barely moved as the material fell away, revealing her hard pink nipples. She hooked her thumbs into her panties and shimmied them down, revealing her cleanly shaved twat as she stepped forward, dropping the panties to the ground. She reached her hand out and placed it against Ethan's chest, pushing him against the wall of the shower as she stepped under the water. Ethan moved as directed, unsure what to do as she sank to her knees. She gripped his cock, grinning up at him before taking it into her mouth. Ethan groaned as her wet hot mouth engulfed the head of his cock. He felt her swirling her tongue around its tip before taking him deeper. This had only been a recent fantasy of his, but he couldn't believe it was coming true. She worked his cock with expert movements, she had obviously had a lot of practice at this. Regaining some of his composure, he grabbed her head, wrapping his fingers in her hair and encouraging to take him deeper. He felt himself hitting the back of her throat as wet gurgling sounds began to compete with the noise of the shower. He looked down at her. She had his cock in her mouth as one hand gripped the base of his shaft and the over disappeared between her own legs. Knowing she was playing with herself while sucking his cock almost pushed Ethan over the edge and he willed himself to not finish just yet. It seemed Anna sensed he was close as she pulled off his cock and stood up. She wrapped her arms around his neck and kissed him deeply. Ethan grabbed her tight ass and squeezed as her tongue invaded his mouth. They kissed for a few moments before she pulled back, smiling at him deviously before jumping up and wrapping her legs around him. Ethan panicked. He hadn't been expecting that, and he almost fell as he just managed to catch her. She giggled before reaching down, using her legs to lever herself backwards as she grabbed his cock and lined it up with her slick entrance. With a single movement, she impaled herself on his cock and moaned in his ear. Ethan couldn't believe it. He was inside his stepmother, and it felt amazing. Her wet tunnel was worn and tight, squeezing his cock in the most delightful way as she worked herself deeper onto his shaft before finally bottoming out. Ethan turned, pushing her against the wall as she kissed her again. She kissed him back while wiggling her hips, encouraging him to start thrusting which he was happy to oblige. It didn't take long before the sound of his hips slapping against her and her moans drowned out the sound of the shower. 
Ethan vaguely worried about Ruby overhearing them, but quickly stopped caring as he felt his orgasm approaching. Anna reached hers first and buried her head into his neck and she suppressed a cry, her body shuddering against him and her cunt clenching down on his cock. It was too much and Ethan groaned himself, emptying his load inside her. He continued to thrust, determined to extend both of their pleasure as long as he could, but it soon became too much. He buried himself to the hilt as his cock pumped the last dregs of his seed into her, and she trembled against him. They took a few moments to catch their breath before she unwound her legs from his hips and he put her down on the ground. She looked up at him and smiled before kissing him again. They broke the kiss and finished showering, washing each other without talking. That was fun. Anna grinned as she wrapped a towel around herself. It was. Ethan replied, unsure what else to say. He hadn't planned this far ahead. He didn't know how to react to their sudden change in relationship. Don't worry, nothing's changed between us, I'm still your stepmom. I just couldn't ignore having such a handsome man in the house, Anna said as if reading his mind. So that means we could do this again? Ethan asked. If you're lucky, Anna winked before leaving the bathroom. Ethan just stood there stunned. He had expected to need far more magic before getting this far with Anna yet she had basically thrown herself at him with barely any encouragement. He picked up the smartphone from the side and returned to his room. Whoa, Vex sighed as he closed the door. I take it you got some magic from that? I got more than I've had in years. That was a steamy fuck you two had. Vex giggled. Shower steamy, very funny. Ethan replied sarcastically. For someone that just got one of their sexual fantasies fulfilled, you're a real grumpy you know that? Sorry, I'm tired, that wore me out, but you're right, it was awesome. Ethan grinned. And it gave me enough power to do this. Ethan looked over to see the screen of the phone light up. It was blindingly bright, and he had to close his eyes. When he reopened them, he almost yelped in surprise. Sitting on his desk was Vex, or at least he assumed it was Vex. She was beautiful, with large breasts and a lithe figure. It wasn't her purple skin or the horns on her head that shocked him, though. It was the large cock hanging between her legs. What the fuck? Surprise! You're out of the book. I though you needed more power for that. I'm not out. This is just a spell of projection. Think of it like a hologram. But it gives me the chance to feel somewhat like I'm free, even if for a few minutes. And you have a cock? What? Oh yes, well I am a demon of lust. Is it that surprising I'd have both sex organs? Both? Yep. Vex reached down and hefted her large cock upwards, revealing a dark purple pussy nestled just beneath it. Ethan just stared with his mouth open. He had seen similar things online before, even masturbated once or twice to porn containing it, but he never thought he'd see it in person. Anyway, I just thought I'd surprise you. I should stop before I use up too much power. Vex smiled before her image vanished. Anyway, how about we get to work on Ruby? Vex asked, her voice now once again coming from the phone. What? Oh right, what have you got? Ethan asked. Hmm. Well, you've fucked your stepmom, but controlling Ruby will definitely be harder. The potion worked on her because she had a connection with you and trusted you. It won't work on Ruby as I doubt she trusts you and therefore basically anything you said would break the trance with her. So, we'll need something stronger. Like what? How about I teach you about idols? Idols? What are they? Puppets basically, but imbued with magic. I think your soul is strong enough to make one now, so we'll give it a shot. Vex guided Ethan through the process of making an idol. It was fairly simple, with straw bound together with string and wax until it resembled the shape of a person.
The final attachment was a piece of hair from whoever the idol was meant to affect. Ethan attached a strand of Ruby's hair and placed the idol in the spell bowl. Good, now get a piece of paper and write down the trait you want to influence. What do you mean? The idol can influence a single trait about a person, making them desire it more than anything. In this case, if you write obedience, then Ruby will desire to be obedient, she'll find herself wanting to follow commands. Again, the same rules apply as the potion though. You can't make them do something they truly don't want to do, like jump off the roof or something like that. Am I ever going to get to the powerful spells that don't have these rules? Eventually, but they require huge amounts of power. Overriding someone's own conscience to do your bidding is basically the same as overpowering their very soul. It's not an easy task. Ethan sighed and followed Vex's instructions. He wrote out the word obedience on a piece of paper, lit the candle in the bowl and burned the paper. The spell would last as long as it took for the candle to burn away, which would take a couple of hours. Now, go and find her and ask her to do something. Keep it simple. Then command her to do it. Ethan went downstairs to find Ruby in the kitchen. He passed Anna in the hallway and she playfully grabbed his ass. It seemed she had no regrets about their previous encounter which made Ethan smile. He had no time to think about that though. He wanted to focus on Ruby. Can you get me a glass of water? He asked Ruby as he entered the kitchen. How about you get it yourself? She snapped back. He had expected that. She would never do even the smallest favor for him. Get me a glass of water, he said, trying to make his voice as commanding as he could, which wasn't a natural thing for him. He watched as Ruby stared at him for a moment. It was like a war was going on in her head. Her hatred of him fighting with her desire to obey. Eventually, it seemed the latter one and she reached into the cupboard got a glass and filled it with water. She walked over and handed Ethan the glass before returning to what she was doing before. Ethan chuckled. What's so funny? Ruby asked, turning towards him. Nothing, don't worry about it. Ethan replied. Instantly Ruby turned around and forgot all about it. Ethan wondered how far he could push it. Bend over, he commanded. Erm, how about fuck you? You fucking perv, Ruby replied. Ethan froze. Okay, that was too far it seemed. He quickly retreated from the room. So he had some control over Ruby, but not much. He needed something stronger. He asked Vex what else he could do, but she said without more power, she couldn't show him anything else yet. Luckily, that wasn't such an issue anymore. It was night time, Ruby was in his room and he was sure Anna was in bed. Sneaking through the hall, he made his way to Anna's room. He quietly opened the door and stepped inside. He placed Vex on the vanity top by the door and made his way to the bed. Anna was fast asleep, her breathing the only sound in the room. Ethan climbed onto the bed, crawling under the sheets. He moved between Anna's legs. She was asleep in her nightie and a pair of panties. Gently pulling them to the side, he exposed her sex. He kissed it softly, causing a small pause in Anna's breathing but nothing more. He kissed it again, licking gently at her folds with his tongue. Her breathing increased and he could taste her starting to get wet. He kissed and teased at her folds until she was breathing heavily. His tongue found her clit and began to assault it viciously. Anna moaned, waking herself up. She froze as she felt someone between her legs before throwing back the covers. She saw Ethan and began to say something, but instead moaned loudly as he plunged his tongue inside her. Ethan felt Anna grab his hair, squeezing her thighs on his head as she moaned and came from his ministrations. Her body shook with pleasure as he worked his tongue in and out of her slit. Just as she began to calm down, he moved back to her clit, 
instantly ramping up her pleasure again and causing her to have another orgasm. She pulled at his hair roughly, but he didn't stop as she cried out. Suddenly she pushed him away, the pleasure too much as her legs writhed uncontrollably. He moved back, grinning up at her as she looked down at him with her predatory look. She launched forward, her mouth meeting his as she tasted herself on his lips. She grabbed his shoulders and roughly manhandled him onto his back as she straddled him. He was rock hard and she was soaking wet. It took no time at all for her to free his cock from his boxers and slide herself onto him. They both groaned as he filled her depths. Despite being asleep moments ago, she was wide awake now and began to ride him hard. Ethan couldn't believe how quickly she had taken control. He lay there as she bounced up and down on his cock, groaning at the sensation of her wet tunnel massaging his sensitive flesh. He didn't know if it was how tight she was, how she was moving or just her experience, but he quickly felt his orgasm approaching. He tried to warn her, but she silenced him by shoving her tongue into his mouth. He groaned as his cock swelled and began to empty its load inside her. The feeling of his hot seed filling her insides pushes Anna to her third orgasm of the night, and she impaled herself as far down his shaft as she could. After both their orgasms subsided, she collapsed on top of him, both of them breathing hard. They lay there a moment, enjoying being close as he began to soften inside her. Ethan tried to move, but Anna grabbed his wrists. She pinned them above him as she kissed him again, and she began to rock her hips. Despite his recent orgasm, he felt himself growing hard inside her again. He wasn't sure how she was doing it, he had never been able to go again straight away, but soon her was like steel inside her wet cunt. She smiled at him and grabbed his shoulders. Simultaneously, she pulled him to one side and wrapped her legs around him, rolling onto her back and pulling him on top. Fuck me, she moaned. Ethan began to pump his hips, he had barely done any of the work before, but now it was his turn and he didn't want to disappoint. He began to fuck her hard and fast assuming that was what she wanted. He was right and she soon began to mew below him, rolling her hips to match his thrusts and get every inch of his cock inside her. He pounded hard, starting to feel fatigued. The upside of recently coming was he could last longer this time, the downside was he wasn't sure he had the stamina to keep up this pace. Anna didn't seem to notice, she was busy writhing underneath him, obviously approaching her own orgasm. He felt her nails digging into his back as she cried out and trembled beneath him. Her pussy clamped down tight on his cock, the muscles seemingly having a mind of their own as they gripped him, urging him to come and fill her insides once again. It worked and Ethan soon felt his own orgasm approaching. He summoned the last of his strength to pick up the pace, smashing his hips into Anna with each thrust. She groaned and moaned constantly, her legs locking tightly around him as she began to lose control of her body. He groaned and came hard, his cock swelling and pumping its fluid into her tunnel. Anna's eyes practically rolled back into her head as Ethan milked himself dry inside her before collapsing on top of her. He was panting hard as she was still trembling. He waited for her to calm down before rolling off her, his cock sliding free of her cum-filled slit. That was amazing. Anna purred, curling up next to him. You're telling me. Ethan agreed. She giggled, a soft gentle noise and it made Ethan smile. She snuggled up next to him and fell asleep in moments. He debated staying but if Ruby found him here that would be awkward to explain. He extracted herself from her grip and quietly slipped from the room, grabbing Vex as he went. Now that was some power! Vex announced as he closed his bedroom door. Enough for something new? Ethan asked. And then some watch this, Vex replied. He watched as the phone glowed and Vex projected herself onto his desk once again. 
I thought you were showing me something new, Ethan commented, looking her in the eye. Oh, but I am, she replied. She reached up and placed her hand on his cheek. Ethan jumped, he could feel it. Her skin was touching his, she was real. You. You're free? Ethan asked for the second time. Ha, no I wish, but like most of my spells, there are upgrades as my power increases. This is the stronger version of the projection spell. It not only allows me to appear somewhere, but to interact with it as well, at least for a short time. I thought you were going to show me a new spell, Ethan asked. Even though he had agreed to get Vex power in exchange for learning magic, he was a little annoyed she was wasting it on cheap tricks. I have enough power for both, as long as I'm quick, Vex smiled. Ethan looked at her, she had a suggestive grin on her face that he wondered what she was planning. Chapter 06 What exactly are you planning? Ethan asked, looking at Vex suspiciously. He had to focus hard not to stare at her large breasts. I haven't got long before I burn up too much power to help you, so let's get right to it. I want to fuck. Vex purred. Ethan stared at her, his eyes roaming her body, but landing on her large semi-erect cock. You want to? He muttered. Oh, don't worry, darling. I don't expect you to want that. Not yet, at least. She chuckled. Ethan wasn't sure what she meant by the not yet, but he didn't have time to think about it was Vex span around and bent over the desk. She wiggled her firm, round ass and showed off her dripping wet cunt. She didn't say anything more, but she didn't need to. The sight of her was too enticing for Ethan to ignore, and he quickly dropped his pants, releasing his already erect cock. Standing behind Vex, he grabbed her hips and felt her soft skin. It was hot, way hotter than a normal human skin, but not enough to burn him. He moved forward, pressing his cock against the entrance of her wet twit. It slipped inside smoothly and he groaned. It was unlike anything he had ever felt. Her cunt was tight and hot, but soft and smooth. It gripped him with just the right amount of force, as if it was specifically designed to fit around his cock. The walls were like liquid silk. He buried himself inside her and wasted no time in fucking her hard and fast. Oh fuck. Yes. God I've missed this, fuck me harder. Vex purred, gripping the desk as she pushed herself back onto his cock. Ethan obliged, finding himself picking up the pace and pounding her harder and faster than he thought possible. Vex moaned loudly, begging for more as she shuddered in orgasm. Her cunt squeezed his cock and Ethan knew he wasn't going to last much longer. He noticed Vex reach down, stroking her cock as he pounded into her. He didn't know why, but he had an urge to touch it. He reached around and grabbed her cock. Vex grinned and removed her own hand, enjoying the sensation of the man fucking her cunt and stroking her cock. She moaned as another orgasm approached and Ethan groaned, his own on the verge of exploding. Together they cried out, Ethan emptying his load inside the demon as she shuddered in front of him, her own cock emptying its load over the desk. Ethan's orgasm seemed to last forever. He could just register in his pleasure-riddled mind that despite the fact he had stopped moving, the walls of vexed what seemed to be moving on their own, milking his cock for every drop. Eventually it subsided and he collapsed onto her back, totally spent. You have no idea how long I've been waiting for that. Vex sighed. But time is up, I have to go. Ethan nearly face-planted his desk as Vex suddenly vanished, no longer supporting his weight. He just managed to catch himself and stood up straight, suddenly full of energy again after being made jump like that. Fucking hell, a bit of warning next time? He groaned. Ha! Sorry, I just didn't want to use up any more power. Vex replied from inside the phone. 
It's fine, Scott grumbled. This is starting to become a very lucrative partnership. I've not had anyone pick up magic so quickly or provide me with as much power as you have in centuries, Vex commented. I'm glad it's working out for both of us, Ethan replied. I've got a spell for you. It's a little risky, but I think you can manage it, Vex suggested. Go on. It's the more powerful version of the arousal spell. It'll make them uncontrollably horny. I wouldn't leave it active constantly, though. People have been known to die of hunger and thirst because of its effects. Vex warned. She explained how to take the spell focus he had already created and improve its power, which surprisingly only required carving some additional runes on it and adding a single quartz crystal to the top side of the focus. He activated it the same way as before and suddenly felt dizzy for a moment. He steadied himself and after a few seconds he felt better. Well, you didn't die, that's impressive. Vex giggled. That would have been inconvenient. Ethan agreed. The fact he had almost just killed himself didn't seem to bother him. He was just pleased the spell had worked. He heard footsteps on the landing, and he stepped outside to find Ruby rushing to her room. Wait! Ethan called after her. She quickly stopped and turned to face him. What do you want? She snapped. Ethan could see she was extremely aroused. The front of her panties were soaked, and her juices were running down her leg as she subtly rubbed her thighs together. He knew she wanted to go to her room and masturbate, but her heightened obedience was making her obey his command to wait. Play with yourself right now, Ethan commanded. He knew normally that would result in her telling him to fuck off and call him a pervert, but he was hoping the obedience combined with the arousal would be enough to make her do it. He watched her face as she was at war with herself. She knew she should be angry at him for what he just said, but equally she couldn't ignore how horny she was. Looking away, she shoved her hand down her panties and began to stroke herself in front of Ethan. She turned and leaned against the wall as she plunged two fingers inside herself and moaned loudly. Ethan smiled as his cock grew hard. Feeling bold, he unzipped the front of his pants and freed his erection, stroking it slowly as he watched Ruby. She avoided his gaze but he could tell she kept glancing at his cock from the corner of her eye. Look at me, Ethan commanded. FFFF. Ruby began before she looked up, staring him straight in the eye. Ethan could tell she wanted to look anywhere but his face while she was busy fingering herself, but her desire to obey was too strong. They locked eyes as Ruby began to moan loudly, her body twitching occasionally as she grew closer to orgasm. Ethan began to stroke himself faster, never breaking eye contact. The feeling of power he had as she was unable to look away increased his lust substantially. Ruby came first, crying out loudly as her body shuddered. Her legs wobbled and gave out, causing her to slump against the wall and slide down it as her legs pinned together and trapped her hand, her fingers still working inside her. Ethan saw his chance, he walked over, Ruby still looking at him with wide eyes as he stood over her. With a groan, he came, coating her face with his seed. She finally closed her eyes, the desire not to get her stepbrothers come in her eyes overruling her desire to obey, but she didn't move away. She just continued facing upwards with her eyes closed as he painted rope after rope of his sticky fluid across her face. Ethan grinned as he looked down at the mess he created. Her face was covered and some had even landed in her red hair. He noticed that Ruby had begun masturbating again, her fingers working in circles on her clit. It seemed despite her recent orgasm, the spell was keeping her extremely horny. It wasn't having the same effect on Ethan though as his cock began to soften. Still, he watched as she sat against the wall, covered in cum and masturbated herself to another orgasm that left her laying on the floor gasping for breath as she trembled in pleasure. 
Such a slut. Ethan commented before returning to his room. He removed the crystal from on top of the focus and broke the spell. As much as he liked having Ruby desperately horny and willing to let him come on her face, he didn't want her dying from being unable to do anything but masturbate. Out a few minutes later Ethan's door suddenly burst open. Ruby was stood there looking furious, her face red from washing and her hair still wet. She stared at Ethan with fury in her eyes. What the fuck did you do to me? She screamed. What do you mean? Ethan asked, feigning ignorance. Just then, in the hallway, why couldn't I stop myself from? You know. And why did I suddenly let you do something so disgusting to me? She yelled. Calm down. Ethan commanded. Ruby seemed to deflate. The tension in her shoulders dropped and her expression went from pure hatred to only mild contempt. What did you do? She asked, this time much more calmly. I didn't do anything. You're the one that started masturbating in the hallway right in front of me. I thought that's what you wanted otherwise you would have stopped me. Ethan replied. I would never let you do. That. Ruby replied. Well you just did, so obviously you would. You did it, I can't explain why, but don't blame me when you started it. Ethan replied. Ruby seemed to want to say more, but instead she just turned and left. Ethan contemplated for a moment about how easily he had just lied to her. He had always thought of himself as a good person, but his recent actions weren't that of a good person. What worried him most was that he didn't seem to care that he spent the next week growing stronger, practicing spells and gaining power by fucking Anna who was now happy to fuck whenever Ethan wanted. He had quickly learned she had one hell of a sexual appetite even without any spells influencing her. She had just been repressing it for years and acting as the good stepmother. He had been making progress with Ruby too. Her desire to follow his commands was growing on its own. She still refused to do anything sexual without being under the effects of the arousal spell, but outside of that she had begun accepting more complicated commands such as cooking him dinner. Her attitude towards him hadn't changed, leaving Ethan to wonder what justifications she must be using in her own head to follow his commands despite hating him. I've got a new one for you. Vex announced as he sat down at his desk. What is it? Have you heard of blood magic? In video games and TV shows, sure. Why? Because it's real and you're going to use it. Vex smiled from the screen. She explained the spell to Ethan who at this point was more excited by the idea of a new spell than he was concerned about using his own blood. The spell was simple, just a few words and didn't actually require any unusual ingredients. Instead, it required a piece of jewelry and a drop of his blood and that was it. It needed to be something that the target would wear and Ethan knew exactly what. With a simple request, and the power of the obedience idol, Ruby gave Ethan the ring she always wore. He had seen her wearing it for as long as he could remember. He didn't know where she had got it, but she always wore it and it was about the only thing she was sentimental about. He remembered once on holiday she had lost it swimming in the pool and had spent an hour swimming underwater looking for it until she found it. He placed the ring inside the spell bowl and repeated the words Vex had given him. Once he reached the end of the spell he pricked his finger with a needle and squeezed a drop of blood into the ring. He watched in fascination as the ring seemed to absorb the blood like a sponge. He felt a wave of fatigue as the blood vanished into the metal. It felt as if energy was being drawn directly from him and into the ring. He steadied himself and took a deep breath until his vision stopped swimming. You know, I'm genuinely impressed, Vex said from the phone. Why? Because no mortal I have ever met has learned magic as quickly as you. Your soul is adapting far quicker than should be possible. Is that bad? No, quite the contrary, it means we can reach our goal that much faster. 
It is intriguing, though. Well, I guess it's time to see if this ring works, Ethan replied. He picked up the ring and went downstairs to find Ruby. He gave her the ring back and told her to put it on. She slipped it onto her finger and walked back upstairs without saying a word. Ethan smiled and returned to his room. The ring would be slow to work, that much he knew, but that was fine. Infused with his blood, it was now bound to Ethan and over time, it would warp Ruby, pushing Ethan's desires onto her. Combined with the idol enhancing her own desires to obey, she would become putty in his hands, doing anything she could to please him. Ethan's favorite part, though, was that she wouldn't know why she wanted to please him. The next morning he went downstairs to find a pleasant surprise. Ruby was in the kitchen completely naked, making breakfast as if nothing was out of the ordinary. A few minutes later, Anna entered the room and looked at Ruby. Ethan wondered how she would react to her daughter being naked in the kitchen, but Anna simply looked at her before pulling a face as if she had just realized something obvious and began removing her own underwear. Ethan grinned as the two women made breakfast naked. It seemed Ruby was feeling Ethan's desire to have her roam the house naked, something he had only partially achieved with one of the first spells he cast. While Anna had finally become comfortable enough to not have any reservations that caused her to resist the spell and was happy to be naked, Ethan felt left out and returned to his room to strip off naked. He arrived back in the kitchen just as the women were serving the food and neither commented on his own nakedness, although he did catch them both giving him glances out of the corner of their eyes. They ate breakfast while making casual conversation before Anna disappeared to her room. Ruby began to leave too, before Ethan stopped her. What? She asked grumpily, yet stopping when she was told. Go under the table, Ethan commanded. Ruby sighed, but did as she was told. Ethan sat back as she crawled under the table. Having breakfast with the two beautiful women being naked in front of him had left him achingly hard. Suck my cock, Ethan commanded. This would be the true test of the ring he had created. Previously, Ruby had only done anything sexual when driven mad with lust using the spell upstairs, but right now that wasn't active. Any time he had commanded her to do anything sexual without that spell, she had refused and called him a perv. This time, though, he felt her hand grasp his cock before moments later feeling her mouth engulf his tip. He groaned. Ruby knew what she was doing. Ethan had assumed she would. She often went out and didn't return until morning wearing the same clothes with messy hair and smeared makeup. The walk of shame was a common thing for her, so he knew she had experience. She worked his shaft with her hand while her tongue swirled around his head. She bobbed her head back and forth, taking more and more of his length with each motion. Ethan grunted as his cock hit the back of her throat. Reaching down, he wrapped his hand in her hand and forced her head forward, pushing his cock down her throat. She choked and gagged, but didn't resist as he slid inch after inch into her mouth. Just as he felt her begin to shudder from lack of air, he pulled back, letting her take a gasp of air before pushing her back forward. He fucked her throat, half-thrust, half-tugging on her hair as she fought to resist her body's urge to breath. Her eyes watered, tears running down her face as her vision began to swim from lack of oxygen when Ethan suddenly let her go. She pulled back and gasped for air as he stroked himself. He looked down under the table at her, her face red, but her eyes were filled with arousal. Looking further down, Ethan realized she had two fingers buried in her cunt. It seemed being used like a slut had turned her on. Well, Ethan did desire her to be his personal slut. Maybe that was having an effect. Either way, the sight of her, on her knees, fingering herself while he stroked his cock over her face pushed him over the edge. He groaned loudly as he came, emptying his load over her tear-soaked face. 
she actually smiled as his warm, sticky fluid began to coat her face. She closed her eyes as rope after rope coated her skin and dripped down onto her chest. She began to masturbate faster, pistoning her fingers in and out of her soaked twat. Ethan finished emptying his load and sat back, watching as she fucked herself while coated in his cum ruby began to moan, her hand working fast as the other moved down to rub her clit. The dual stimulation was more than enough to make her come, and she did, hard. Her body shuddered and her legs clamped together, trapping her hand between them as she convulsed in pleasure and nearly fell sideways, only staying upright by leaning against the table leg. Ethan felt his cock stir at the sight, but he had had enough for now. He stood up and returned to his room, leaving Ruby under the table panting for breath and covered in his fluids. Change of plans, he announced to Vex as he sat down at his desk. What is it? she asked. I don't just want Ruby to obey me, I want to own her. I want her mind as well as her body. I want her begging me to fuck every one of her holes any time I please, Ethan replied. Chapter 07 Ethan smiled as Ruby sucked his dick. It had become their new morning routine. She'd make breakfast, they'd eat, Anna would leave and Ruby would suck his cock. After a week it had got to the point where he didn't even need to ask anymore, she just did it as soon as Anna left the room. Ethan had debated fucking her over the table. He was sure she would be more than willing, but he wanted to wait. He wanted his first time fucking her because she offered herself to him freely as his pet. A goal which Vex claimed he was close to achieving, although she had other plans in mind 2.1 of which was a potion, something she assured him he would enjoy. He was waiting on a final ingredient which had been harder to get hold of than he thought, but he had finally tracked it down online and was waiting for the delivery. Ethan groaned as he came hard down the back of Ruby's throat. He had discovered she had a talent for deep-throating and apparently enjoyed it as every time he thrust down her throat, she began to masturbate even harder. It seemed she had a few kinks of her own. Just as she moaned and shuddered in orgasm, the doorbell rang. Ethan stood up, leaving Ruby panting for breath under the table as he answered the door. He signed for the delivery and returned to his bedroom. The spell bowl was on his desk, the rest of the potion already mixed. He opened the package. It was branches of the dragon's blood tree. He plucked one of the leaves, dropping it into the potion and watching the brown liquid glow purple before turning clear. He poured the contents into a glass. Now what? He asked Vex. Tell Ruby to drink it, she replied. And what will it do? I don't appreciate you not telling me. It'll just help her where she is lacking, trust me, Vex replied. Ethan sighed. He didn't like her not telling him things, but he knew that trying to persuade her to tell him would be a waste of time. How much should she drink? Ethan asked. All of it should do, Vex answered. Ethan went downstairs and found Ruby. She was back on her feet and cleaning up from breakfast, something she would never have done before. Ethan walked up behind her and grabbed her ass. She turned around looking furious at him, and he chuckled. She'd happily suck his cock every morning, but still despised him as a person. The fuck do you want? She snapped. Drink this, Ethan ordered, holding up the glass. She took the glass and began to drink without question. Ethan watched as she drained the glass and handed it back to him. Suddenly her hands shot to her chest. Her almost flat breasts began to swell, growing larger and larger, filling her hands before becoming too big to contain in them. Ethan watched in fascination as they ballooned outwards. Ruby was looking confused and horrified as her tits continued to grow. They finally stopped when they reached the size of small watermelons. What the fuck? Ruby yelled as she stared at her new chest. 
Calm down, Ethan commanded. Ruby instantly seemed to relax at his command. But how? She asked. Don't worry about it. Just be happy with them and if anyone asks how you got them, just say you don't know it just happened. He commanded again. They are great, Ruby replied, a smile spreading across her face as she cupped her new breasts. Ethan looked at them. They were round and perky, the nipples standing proud and erect. Despite their size, they seemed to defy gravity as they hung from her chest with no sag at all. Another bonus to the potion he assumed. Despite recently having his dick sucked, he found himself growing hard at the sight of Ruby's magnificent chest. He sat down and smiled over at Ruby who was ignoring him and playing with her boobs, grabbing them and dropping them, making them bounce. Come and give me a boob job, Ethan commanded. Ruby looked over and saw him sat with his erection in his hand. She moved towards him and kneeled down. She took his cock in her mouth, coating it in saliva and lubricating it before placing it between her breasts. She cupped her breasts and pressed them around his hard shaft before beginning to bounce them up and down. She tits felt amazing around his cock, the flesh soft and silky smooth. She started panting. Ethan couldn't tell if it was from the effort she was putting in or if she was getting aroused, so he reached down and pinched her nipples. She paused her movements and moaned as he gently tugged on them. It seemed the potion had also increased her sensitivity. Ethan let go and looked down at her, and she dutifully continued massaging his cock in the canyon of her breasts. To his surprise, she leaned forward and began licking and sucking the tip each time it breached the top of her tits. He groaned and felt his balls begin to tighten. Ruby seemed to sense this and picked up her movements. Ethan began to thrust into her chest as he reached his orgasm. With a loud grunt, he emptied his load over her tits, a couple of spurts reaching up and landing on her face while the rest coated her pale flesh. Once his orgasm subsided, Ruby reached down, scooping the sticky fluids from her chest onto her finger. She looked him dead in the eye as she brought her finger to her mouth and sucked it clean. Such a slut. Ethan chuckled. Fuck you, Ruby replied. Despite the anger in her eyes, she scooped another load and licked her finger clean. She didn't know why she was doing it, she just knew she wanted to despite being mad at Ethan. She had no clue it was because Ethan desired it that she was doing it. Ethan stood up and stretched before returning to his room. He picked up Vex and lay down on the bed, talking to her as her image moved around on screen. Since he had started generating so much power for her, she had decided she much preferred appearing on the screen than just being a disembodied voice. That was a good potion, although why didn't you tell me what it did? It's not like making her tits bigger was a huge shock. Ethan asked. No, but you might have figured out the other problem you just created, which I'm going to leave you to figure out how to solve. Vex replied. What problem? The fact Ruby now has much larger breasts, which I assume you just commanded her to accept having. The problem is, what will Anna say when she notices her daughter's breasts have grown massively since breakfast? Shit. Vex was right. Ruby could be commanded to accept pretty much anything at this point, and she'd rationalize it away as just a thing she shouldn't question. Anna, on the other hand, she wasn't under the influence of any spell except the one keeping her naked. She would definitely notice and ask questions. So, what's the plan? Vex asked. I don't know. Shit, you could have warned me and then maybe I'd have thought of something first. I could have, but where is the fun in that? Besides, consider this a test. If you're going to have magic, you're going to have to keep it a secret. I'm curious how you'll achieve that. What if I just told her about magic? Ethan pondered. Which part of keep it secret did you just not understand? The keep? The it? Or the secret? Oh come on, I trust Anna.
You might, but what if she slips up? Accidentally mentions it to the wrong person or someone overhears? Trust me, I've seen this happen plenty of times. Unless you can guarantee their silence, you can't tell anyone. I could put her under the same spell to obey me as Ruby. I should have the things to create another idol. You could, but why not just use the same spell you want to use to enslave Ruby on Anna too? Vex suggested. You think I'm ready? Yeah, you have more than enough power now. Vex replied. Ethan paused and pondered a moment. He had never planned on enslaving Anna. He had only wanted to do it to Ruby as payback for how she had treated him all these years. Now, though, the idea of having them both under his total control made his cock twitch with excitement. What do I need to do? He asked finally. It took another two weeks to get everything ready. Some of the ingredients were rare and expensive. Ethan didn't actually have enough to pay for it all and had had to command Ruby to give him some money, which she had done without question. Having her so receptive to his request was fun, but he had grown annoyed by how grumpy and hostile she could still be towards him. He shook the ache from his wrist. He had been mashing ingredients together in the spell bowl for almost an hour, and it had begun to hurt. He was almost done, though. If he had everything right, all that was left to do now was add some blood. All that was needed was a drop from him, and from Anna. He had decided to do Anna first as she posed the most risk. He had spent the last week ordering Ruby to avoid Anna at all costs and keep her breasts hidden, which hadn't been easy. Getting her blood had been tricky as it needed to be fresh. So that morning he placed a piece of glass inside one of her shoes. When she put it on to go to yoga, it had cut her foot. From there, he had simply retrieved the paper towel she had used to stem the bleeding. He didn't feel the slightest built of guilt for hurting her, something he would have done before this all started. Now, though, he was far more excited about what he was doing than caring about how he did it. He hummed to himself as he picked up a needle and pricked his finger. He squeezed a drop of blood into the bowl and then threw in the bloodied paper towel. With one final mix he recited the spell that Vex had taught him. He felt his head swim as the mixture and the bowl glowed purple. He watched as it grew brighter and brighter before blinking out of existence, leaving the bowl completely empty. His head swam and he blacked out. Ethan woke up a short while later to find Vex standing over him, looking a little concerned. She actually smiled when she saw him stir and vanished back into the phone. Well, that was dramatic. She chuckled. What happened? Ethan asked groggily. You hit your limit, and I mean really hit it. Perfectly in fact. If you had used any more magic, you'd have burned out your soul and died. I thought you said I was ready. It's been four hundred years since someone has used that spell. Excuse me for being a little off on knowing how much magic it'd require. Besides, you didn't die, did you? Next time you'll be fine. Give it a day or two and your soul will recover and be even stronger than before. All right, but next time there's a risk of me dying, warn me. I shall. Ethan looked at the spell bowl and remembered what he had just been doing. The spell he had just cast should have bound Anna to him. It was the ultimate spell of control. She'd be unable to resist anything he told her. He could control not just her body, but her mind too. Anything he told her would become real. If he told her she believed he could time travel, she'd believe it without question. He smiled and stood up, walking down the hall to Anna's bedroom. He opened the door without knocking and found her reading on her bed totally naked as usual. She smiled as he entered. Ethan wasn't sure what he was expecting, she seemed totally normal. For a moment he wondered if the spell had worked at all. Come here, he said. Anna instantly jumped off the bed and walked over to him. Kneel. Anna knelt down in front of him. 
She looked up at him with a slightly confused look on her face. Ethan grinned. From now on you are my slave. You will do everything I command, you won't question anything I tell you to do and you will enjoy every moment serving me. Serving me makes you happy, there's nothing you enjoy more in life than seeing to my every need. He told her. He hadn't planned on that, but once he started, the words came flowing out. Of course, master. Anna replied. Ethan wasn't expecting that, but he liked the way it sounded. Yes, I am your master, he confirmed. Now you may not have realized, but I have magic. I have been using it on you and Ruby, but you don't mind. In fact, you like the idea of me using my magic on you. You aren't surprised I have magic, or even that curious about it, and you are forbidden from ever telling anyone about it. Yes, master, Anna replied. She genuinely didn't seem to care he had just told her he had magic or that he had used it on her. Ethan smiled as an idea to see just how much he could control her formed in his mind. Get on the bed. Anna stood and walked over to the bed. From now on, whenever I say the word pineapple, you will come instantly, harder than any time you've come from us fucking before. Anna looked at him expectantly. Pineapple. Anna's eyes instantly rolled back as she flopped back on the bed her body shaking as she moaned loudly as one hand delved between her legs and the other grabbed her breast. Her back arched and her legs quivered before clamping together as her orgasm exploded through her core. Ethan watched her tremble before finally relaxing. He had just made her come with just a word. Anna lay there breathing hard, looking at him with a look of bliss on her face. He wanted to stay and play with his new slave, but he was tired. Nearly dying had really drained him that he left Anna in her room and returned to his with his eyelids feeling like they each weighed more than a bus. He barely made it to his bed before collapsing onto the mattress and instantly falling asleep. The next morning he awoke to find Anna between his legs, his cock in her mouth as she bobbed her head up and down. He didn't question it, instead he just lay back and enjoyed the feeling of her hot wet mouth pleasuring his cock. The smell of hot coffee wafted over his nose, and he looked to the side to see a fresh cup sitting by his bed. A blowjob and a hot cup of coffee, he could get used to waking up like this. Deep throat me, he lazily told Anna. Within seconds, her nose was pressing against his stomach as she gagged on his cock, but didn't relent. She slid his cock in and out of her throat, and Ethan felt himself quickly approaching orgasm. He grabbed her head just as his cock swelled and pulled her downwards trapping his entire length inside her throat as he came hard dot he felt the muscles in her throat massaging his cock as she desperately tried to swallow his load. Her eyes watered from the effort, but she didn't resist until he finally let her go. She pulled back and gulped down breaths of air before grabbing his cock and sucking and licking the head clean. That was a nice surprise, Ethan said casually as she cleaned him. She pulled his clean and softening cock from her lips with a slight pop. I just want to serve you well, master, and I thought you would enjoy waking up this way. She replied, kneeling in front of him on the end of his bed. I did, you did well, Ethan replied. Anna smiled proudly at the compliment. Ruby is downstairs preparing breakfast, but I can bring it here if you would prefer. No, that's all right, we'll go downstairs. I still want Ruby to think things are normal for the next couple of days, Ethan replied. As you wish, master, might I add her new breasts look wonderful. I assume that was you? Anna asked. It was, Ethan replied. Anna nodded and stood up, gracefully stepping from the bed and going downstairs. Ethan grabbed his coffee and followed her, his eyes glued to her tight ass as they descended the stairs. He was looking forward to having both of the women under his control. He wished he didn't have to wait another day to cast the spell on Ruby, but he didn't fancy dying so he had no choice. 
Breakfast was laid out on the table, pancakes, strawberries, syrup and orange juice. That was one thing Ethan couldn't deny about Ruby, she made damn good pancakes. They sat and ate breakfast together and Anna left as usual. Ruby got down on her knees in front of Ethan as usual, and he smiled at her. Not today, he said. Ruby's brow furrowed a little as she looked at him confused. He debated telling her that Anna had already taken of him, but instead just stood up and left. He briefly glanced at Ruby and noticed she looked somewhere between confused and maybe even a little disappointed. After all, she did get off whenever she sucked his dick in the morning too, maybe she had come to actually look forward to it. So, things are going well? Vex asked, making Ethan jump as she was sprawled out on his bed. Why are you out of the phone? Doesn't that use up your power? Ethan asked, flopping down in his chair. Yes, but I was bored and I've spent so long in there I needed to get out for a bit. Besides, you're generating plenty of power. Soon I'll have enough to break free of that fucking thing. What do you plan to do when you're free? I don't know. Things will have changed a lot since I was in there. I have no idea about other demons and who is currently running things, so I'll have to find out about that first. Running things? Yeah, demons have a hierarchy. Most ignore it and that's fine. Usually whoever is in charge is only interested in power, which they get from their followers and create their own sort of army. But if you aren't interested in joining them and don't get in the way, they'll leave you alone. But? But sometimes you get one who wants to dominate everyone. They want all demons to serve them, to be the ruler everyone bows down it. There's only been a couple like that in my lifetime, but they're a pain in the ass. Truth is, most demons want to just live in peace. But if everyone starts following them, how have they been defeated? Usually they push things too far, they get greedy and start demanding too much. At which point their followers turn on them and a rebellion happens. Remember the fires of London? You've read about that, right? Well, that was spillover from the last war. Luckily I was trapped inside that book so I avoided that one. So why do they do it if they know eventually the others will turn on them? Because they think they can control everyone. It'd take a demon of immense power to really rule the others. One so powerful that even the combined forces of the rest couldn't defeat them. There's never been one that powerful, but they like to think they are. Huh, interesting. Anyway, I should get going. Unless you want to have some fun. Vex purred, stroking her hardening cock. Ethan looked at it and looked at her, knowing what she meant. No thanks, he replied dismissively. You're no fun, you know that? One day you'll say yes, Vex grinned before vanishing back into the phone. Chapter 08 Ethan woke up excited. Today was the day. His soul should have recovered enough to be able to cast the spell on Ruby. He skipped breakfast, going straight to his desk to prepare the spell. After a few minutes his arm was already aching from mashing the ingredients together. There was a knock at the door and Anna entered shortly after. She brought him some food and a hot cup of coffee. I thought you might be hungry, she said, placing the items down on his bedside table. I am actually. In fact, I need you. Summon sit here, Ethan said, standing up and gesturing to his chair. Anna sat down and surveyed the sight in front of her, but didn't question it. Ethan sat on his bed and began to eat his food while instructing Anna on what to do. She followed his orders, adding ingredients and mashing them together. It took almost an hour for them to finish, and he could tell Anna's arm hurt from the effort although she never complained. Don't you want to know what this is for? Ethan asked. I did not think it was my place to ask master, Anna replied. So subservient, I love it. Well, I'll tell you anyway. This is the spell that I used on you. 
I'm going to use it on Ruby today. May I watch? Anna asked. You may, but first I need something. Wait here. Ethan left the room and went downstairs. He found Ruby washing up and ordered her to follow him. She looked confused and annoyed to be dragged away from her task, but she followed him anyway. He led her up to his room and brought her to the spell bowl. He picked up two needles, one for himself and the other he handed to her. Prick your finger, he ordered. Ruby hesitated a moment before jabbing the needle into the tip of her finger. Ethan did the same and squeezed a couple of drops of his blood into the bowl. Ruby looked at him horrified, but soon copied him and dripped a few drops of her own after he ordered her to. Ethan repeated the spell as he had done before, bracing himself against the desk, ready for the wave of dizziness that he knew would be coming. He finished the words and watched as the bowl glowed bright purple, just as it did before. Unlike before though, he felt fine. He watched the ingredients vanish and a purple mist rise from the bowl before dissipating into the air. Ethan turned to Ruby and repeated the same speech he had given Anna, telling her how she was now his slave and enjoyed serving him, but with a few additional ideas. You love me and love being my servant. In fact, the idea of serving me turns you on. Each time you follow one of my commands you get even hornier, but you cannot come without my permission. You may masturbate, but are physically unable to orgasm without me allowing it. He turned to face both Anna and Ruby. Neither of you will ever tell anyone about my magic or that you are my slaves. To the outside world, everything must appear perfectly normal. Neither of you will ever think of betraying me. They both nodded in unison. Ethan smiled to himself, pleased with his handiwork. What he wasn't expecting was Vex to pop out of her phone in front of the two women. Well, look at you in control. Vex grinned at Ethan. Ruby and Anna both looked terrified, either expecting a demon to just materialize in front of them. They both looked at Ethan. This is Vex, she's a demon and she has been teaching me magic. You shouldn't be scared of her, Ethan said. Both women seemed to visibly relax, although they still didn't look happy about the situation. Better, but I know how to make them stop worrying. Let's have some fun. Vex smiled. She waved her hand and suddenly Ethan, Ruby and Anna felt uncontrollably horny. Ethan's cock instantly grew hard, while Ruby and Anna felt their fluids begin to run down the inside of their thighs. Anna lay on the bed. Ruby kneeled between her legs and lick her cunt. Ethan ordered. The fact they were mother and daughter didn't bother him. In fact, if anything, it turned him on even more. Especially with Anna looking young enough to be Ruby's sister. The two women didn't complain. They practically ran to the bed as Anna laid down and Ruby delved between her legs. As soon as her daughter's tongue touched her clit, Anna moaned loudly. Ethan didn't waste time either, quickly climbing onto the bed behind Ruby. He mounted her and pushed his cock deep inside her. Any ceremony of finally fucking her forgotten as he began to pound her deep and hard. Ruby moaned as she licked Anna's cunt, each thrust from Ethan pushing her face deeper into her twat. It only took a few thrusts before Ruby began moaning something. Oh fuck, please let me come, please, 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 she begged between licks. Ethan grinned. He was enjoying the power he had over her and the fact he had complete control of her pleasure. Not yet, he grunted. He pulled his cock out of her twat and grabbed her ass. He didn't know if she had ever done anal before, but he didn't care. He pressed his cock head against her asshole. He chuckled slightly as Ruby leaned back against him. He should have known she would enjoy anal. Slowly but surely, with his cock slick with her juices, he slipped the head into her tight ass. She moaned as the head pushed into her, stretching her open as more and more of his length followed. He didn't go gently, 
but she didn't seem to mind and soon his entire length was inside her ass. He began to thrust just as Anna reached orgasm. He watched as her legs locked around her daughter's head, trapping her there, as her body twitched and writhed from the pleasure. Ethan was so turned on he couldn't hold back and began to thrust into Ruby's ass as fast and hard as he could. The three seemed to have forgotten all about Vex, who stood watching and stroking her own cock, enjoying the sight of the three mortals in front of her. She spat into her hand and stroked it along her length, lubricating it as she moved towards Ethan. She had warned him she would fuck him eventually, and now she planned to do exactly that. Ethan felt the demon climb onto the bed behind him, but didn't slow down his thrusts into Ruby. Not until he felt Vex grab his hips and hold him still with inhuman strength. She pushed on his back, bending him over Ruby and presenting his ass to her. He had never had anything in his ass before and had never wanted anything, but right now, under the effects of Vex's spell, he was willing to try anything if it brought him pleasure. He felt the tip of the demon's cock press against his ass and tensed. A warmth spread from his hip and back, where Vex was touching him, which caused his muscles to relax. Some kind of magic a small part of his lust-addled mind guessed. Vex began to push and Ethan felt her stretching his virgin backside open. To his surprise, the head slipped inside him easily and he moaned involuntarily. It felt good, really good and he pushed back against her, just as Ruby had done to him moments ago. Vex pushed forward, sliding her length in one slow, but constant, motion into Ethan's ass. She stopped about halfway and retreated until just the head was left inside. Ethan knew what she wanted him to do, and he began thrusting into Ruby once again. As he fucked her, Vex fucked him. The demon timed her thrust so when he was pulling out of Ruby, she was pushing into him. Effectively making him fuck himself on her cock, the room filled with groans and moans. Ethan had never felt pleasure like it, his cock being squeezed tight by Ruby's ass, while Vex's cock has something extremely sensitive and pleasurable inside of him. Ruby had been begging for him to let her come this whole time but he hadn't given her permission. He felt his own orgasm approaching fast and decided they'd come together. He groaned and watched as Anna had another orgasm. The sight combined with the dual sensations was too much. His cock swelled and began to empty its load inside of Ruby. You can come. He groaned in her ear and instantly her body began to tremble violently as she screamed in pleasure. She collapsed forward onto Anna, shuddering as her muscles spasmed uncontrollably. Ethan went with her, his cock still emptying its load inside her ass. Vex didn't miss a beat and quickly followed, continuing to pound into Ethan as her own orgasm approached. She thrust hard and fast before moaning loudly and Ethan felt her hot seed fill his insides. All four of them lay in a pile on the bed, each basking in their orgasm, except Vex. She quickly recovered and her body began to glow. There was a bright light that filled the room. Both Ethan and Anna scrunched their eyes, while Ruby had passed out from the overload of pleasure. The light slowly faded as Ethan felt Vex withdraw her cock from inside him while laughing to herself. Finally, Vex cheered. Ethan felt the haze of lust fade and began to return to his senses. What was that? He asked, extricating himself from inside Ruby. I'm free, that little fuck fest was enough to give me the power I needed to break free. A daughter making her mother come multiple times while being fucked in the ass and coming herself. Add on your own orgasm and wow, that was more than enough. Ethan climbed off the bed as Vex stretched theatrically. Ruby was slowly coming around as Anna watched from the bed, curious about what was happening. So what now? Ethan asked. Well now you serve me. Neil. Vex commanded. To Ethan's surprise, he found his body following her orders and kneeling in front of her. What the fuck? 
Ethan cried out. You shouldn't have let me fuck you. I told you, I'm a demon of lust. As you know, human magic is different to demon magic. We don't have souls like yours, which means that things work slightly differently. For example, I don't need blood or a spell bowl to cast spells. Any bodily fluid will work just as well and I just deposited a whole load inside of you. Vex explained looking down at Ethan. Which means that as your body absorbs it, it binds to your body and creating a link between us. Just as you used blood to create a link between you and these two ladies and bound them to you, you are now bound to me. You traitorous bitch! Ethan growled. Yes, well I am a demon, what did you expect? I thought we were working together. We were, to free me from the spell book. That's done now and so is our partnership. I promised I'd teach you magic and you'd free me in return. I never said anything about after I was free. Ethan seethed inside. He had been tricked. After everything he had done, to finally have control of Anna and more importantly Ruby, he was now going to be a slave to this demon. He felt the anger boiling inside him, a red-hot rage like he had never felt before. It flooded his body, every cell and nerve fueled by his anger. Slowly, he rose to his feet. What? How? I said Neil. Vex yelled as Ethan stood up. How about you fucking Neil? Ethan yelled back. Vex's eyes went wide as her knees began to bend. She tried to resist, but was powerless as her body followed Ethan's command. How are wild dash? She began. Be quiet! Ethan yelled. The demon instantly stopped talking, her eyes filled with anger and confusion. No! Ethan began, his tone calmer. You seem to have forgotten. A link must go both ways. It seems I was stronger than you and now the link belongs to me and so do you. Vex looked at him, the confusion in her eyes turning to pure hatred. This shouldn't be possible. No mortal should be able to overpower a demon's magic. So before you get any ideas of trying to resist, here's your first command. You will serve me, utterly and completely, and you will be loyal. You will never try to overpower me, and you will never betray me. Vex's face sank. She had been defeated. All the fight she had in her that she had been using to try and regain control melted away as soon as the words left Ethan's mouth. She shook her head. How had this happened? Ethan noticed the look in her eyes. You may speak. I don't understand. How did you do that? Vex asked. Honestly, I don't know, but it's your own fault. We had a partnership. You ruined it. So now you belong to me. Ethan replied dismissively. I do belong to you, but that is not what confuses me. It should not be possible for you to even use the link between us. That's demonic magic, not human. Every spell inside the book is human magic written by the mage who trapped me there. That's why you could use it, but demonic magic, that should kill you for trying to use it. Vex continued. So what are you saying? Ethan asked. That there's something not quite human about you, you're something new. You picked up magic faster than anyone I've ever seen and you've grown in strength unnaturally quickly. The spell you used on both of them usually would take years to be able to cast, but you got there in weeks. Vex answered, a slight worry in her voice. Maybe I'm just talented, Ethan replied. No, not talent can let you use demonic magic. This is something I've never seen before or even heard of. Ethan smiled. He should have been worried. He should have been at least a little concerned by being told he wasn't quite human. But instead he was happy. He had power, a lot of it. He could feel it inside him. Turning the connection on Vex to his own use had triggered something. He looked down at his body. He had always been slim with a little muscle but he focused. He watched as his body changed, becoming stronger, 
muscles appearing where previously it had been flat. How? Vex muttered as she watched Ethan change. Ethan looked at his new body, happy with the results before suddenly clutching at his chest. He felt like it was on fire. He collapsed to the ground, clawing at his skin as it began to change. Deep purple lines began to form across his chest and shoulders, moving down his arms, burning as they went. Vex gasped as she saw the lines appear. She knew what they were and the fact they were appearing on a human should have been impossible. Ethan groaned as the burning sensation faded. He sat up and looked down. A complex pattern of dark purple lines covered his upper body. They looked similar to the runes he had carved onto the spell bowl. What is that? He asked, looking at Vex. Something impossible. Tell me. Those are the marks of the elder demons. They were the first demons, three beings of immense power. For thousands of years they reigned, until one day they got bored of ruling together and turned on one another. The resulting war ended with them destroying each other. Even the most powerful demon rulers haven't been close to matching a fraction of their power since. So why have these marks appeared on me? I have no idea. Those marks haven't appeared on anyone ever. No one since the original three. Plenty of demon rulers have carved those marks into themselves to pretend, but how or why they've just appeared on you I don't know. Ethan stayed quiet for a moment. He looked down at himself and the marks covering his body before looking over at Ruby and Anna. They were huddled on the bed, obviously scared of what was happening, but not daring to move. Don't be scared. Ethan told them and they both relaxed. He wished he could use the same command on himself. Despite having got used to magic and learning everything as casually as he had, this was starting to freak him out a bit. I need to think, he announced to the room. He went to grab a t-shirt then remembered what Vex had just tried to do. The sudden appearance of these markings had distracted him, but he was still angry that she had tried to betray him. He turned and looked at the kneeling demon and smiled. Vex, you aren't allowed to come until I say so. Ruby, and I want you two to take Vex and tie her up. Pleasure her constantly until I return and Vex, don't try and resist them. With that said, he left the room. He heard movement behind him, but ignored it. He went outside and started walking. His heart was racing from everything he had just learned. Finding out magic was real and that he could learn it had been like a dream come true, then he had got so wrapped up in gaining power and learning new spells it had all been excitement. Not once had he hesitated or worried about what was going on. His confidence had grown, he had felt good, each time he cast a spell he had felt powerful, but that power felt nothing like this. Every spell before had been a rush as he had cast it, but then it had faded. Yet right now, he could feel power coursing through his body, it filled every cell and it scared him. He walked for hours, with no direction in mind and only stopping once to grab a hot dog from vendor. He arrived home late in the afternoon. He felt better calmer. The power inside him was still there, but now it felt more normal. He smiled. He had worried about nothing. This was a good thing. This meant he was strong, and he liked it. Climbing the stairs, he heard the mixed moans of Vex and Ruby. Entering his room, he found Vex with her wrists tied above her head to the bed frame while Ruby rode her cowgirl. Anna was resting in his desk chair, looking extremely tired. Please, please, let me come. Vex begged as she saw him enter. Me too. Ruby pleaded. Ethan had forgotten he had banned her from coming without his permission as well. How long had they both been on edge waiting for him to return? You can come, Ruby, Ethan said. Instantly she screamed in pleasure, her body vibrating as she came hard. Ethan watched as she fought to keep control of her body and inevitably lost. She slid off of Vex and collapsed onto the bed, 
still convulsing before eventually passing out. She's been riding Vex for almost an hour now, Anna informed him. Poor girl's going to have sore legs tomorrow. Ethan chuckled and looked at Vex who was staring at him, her eyes pleading for release. How has she been? He asked Anna. Good, she tried to keep calm for a while, but eventually she broke. She kept saying she hates you, but I don't think that's true. Anna smiled. It is, centuries stuck inside that book with no sex, no pleasure and I finally get out and have one orgasm before having it taken away from me. Please, I'm a demon of lust, I need it. Let me come. Vex begged. Ethan made his way over to the bed and grabbed Vex by the hips. He picked her up and flipped her over, pulling her back so she was knelt with her arms stretched in front of her, forcing her face down into the mattress. He stripped his clothes and mounted her from behind, sliding his cock into her soaking wet cunt. Fuck yeses. Vex hissed as he filled her. He hadn't consciously thought about it, but Ethan noticed his cock had grown a couple of inches when he changed his body. He realized he'd have to be careful in future if his subconscious could affect the spells he cast out he began to fuck Vex hard and fast. She moaned and squealed below him, throwing out a barrage of swearing mixed with pleas for release. Ethan ignored her, he was more interested in his own pleasure. Actually, that wasn't true, he still wanted her to suffer. Anna, come stroke her cock. Ethan ordered. Anna stood up and came over, kneeling by the bed. She reached underneath Vex and grabbed her member that was constantly leaking pre-cum. She gathered some in her hand and used it to lubricate the demon's shaft as she began to stroke it. Vex moaned loudly and cursed at Ethan again. He made a note to command her to love him once this was done. He pounded into her for quite a while. His stamina had definitely been enhanced as it was far longer than he would have lasted before. Eventually he felt his orgasm approaching and finally decided to give Vex the release she desperately desired. When I come you can come, he told her. She squealed in glee and began to thrust back onto Ethan's cock even harder than she had been dong, desperate to make him come as quickly as possible. It didn't take long before Ethan felt he balls tighten and his cock swell before he blew his load inside her. The second his hot fluid hit her insides, she went berserk. Vex cunt clamped down on his cock as she howled in pleasure. Her cock emptied its load onto the bed below, delivering copious amounts of white fluid. She bucked her hips as her legs kicked. Ethan held her hips tight to stop her pulling off his cock. He continued to thrust until every drop of his seed was inside her. He pulled out as Vex continued to tremble in pleasure. He climbed off the bed and she collapsed onto her side, breathing hard with a satisfied grin on her face. Ethan looked at her and she smiled at him. What? he asked. That was fun. We should do that again sometime. I plan to fuck you plenty, don't worry. No, not that. Not letting me come, God, that was hot. You were just complaining about it when I arrived. That's the fun, it's torturous, but when you finally let me, God, it's good. Well, you are a demon, it doesn't surprise me you'd enjoy that. Well, I wouldn't insult demons if I were you, especially as you are part one. Continue in the next part.